Okay, we're back. And so are you. Thanks for joining us at the Good Hockey Podcast. Well, this is a Good Hockey Show brought to you by the Good Hockey Podcast. I'm Callan here, Chuck. How are you doing, Chuck? Uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, no complaints over here. This is our Monday show. This is our show dedicated specifically to the NHL. We're just talking about the NHL. We're not talking about fantasy like our Sunday and Thursday shows. But it always comes up. Anyways, what's going on in the league right now? What's going on in the league right now is a lot of people are getting hurt. One of the first people to get hurt, it's actually kind of a a big one just because of how serious the injury or the collision that caused this injury looked. But uh, Auntie Ranta, he's out day to day with an upper body injury. That's for Carolina. They've been playing really well. But, you know, Freddie Anderson can only start so many games. I wonder if they have another reliable backup somewhere in the pipeline or what's going on. Also from Carolina, Nita Ryder and Pesci are both going to be out until November 12th. Yeah. I don't know what Carolina's got in the in the pipeline. I feel like they let all of their studs kind of go. But dealing with Ranta and Anderson instead, can't really have another tertiary guy that in that. You know, like the tandem works, but what's it like? Can they try them? That, that's, that doesn't sound like it'd be too good. Yeah, I don't know. But they're going to have to get somebody in there to play a few games. I feel like Ronta won't be back quickly. Yeah, well, Freddie's used to playing high volume in Toronto. It's just as of late... He's been doing really well. Well, I mean, as of late, that high volume has been precarious because he's been prone to injury. Mm -hmm. But he is used to that high volume, and he's excelling in Carolina with that strong defensive core. So, yeah, it's interesting to see. I don't think it's the worst thing to happen to Carolina. Colorado just got Devon Tays back, as well as Miko Rantanen. And I believe on November 11th, not confirmed, but Kale McCarr should be back from his shoulder injury at that point. Yeah, they've been going through a really rough start to the season. They need their guys back, and you can see that they need them back because they're losing games. They're just straight up not winning. They don't look like the Colorado team that we're used to seeing, you know, being so dominant in the league. So, yeah, that that one's good to hear that uh, Makar is coming back, and it's good to see that Tate is coming back because I got a few shares of him in a variety of fantasy teams. So it's good to get him activated off the IR. Yeah, I'd love to see him back. He's a big piece of their team offensively and defensively. So maybe when he comes back in and they finally have their full defensive core with Devontae's playing his first game of the season recently, maybe things will turn around for them. Something that could turn around or that could help a team turn around big time, Ben Bishop might be back this November. Wow. November, right? Eh? In November, there's... Uh, there's some speculation that Ben Bishop could be coming back for the Dallas Stars. They already have Ottinger, Holtby, and Hudobin for yeah. the net right now. But you think Ben Bishop, if he comes back from that injury, he do you think that team is like a whole different story? I don't know if it changes the whole team. Like Hudobin is solid, so is Ottinger, and I mean Holtby's been truly serviceable as well. And they've got like good defense in front of like I don't know. Ben Bishop hasn't played in so long. Yeah. This team went to the Stanley Cups with a Stanley Cup Finals without him. I what they what the Dallas Stars need is their forwards to start scoring more than for Ben Bishop to come back. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It'd probably be nice to have him back, but you're right. The the team needs to score more goals. Florida Barkov is out lower body day to day, and Bennett with an upper body injury should be back tomorrow on Tuesday yeah. Tuesday the 9th he should be back 
but this team is playing fucking fine. Excuse me. This team is playing fine without them. Uh, you know, Florida Panthers just on a roll. They just beat down the Carolina Hurricanes without Barkov or Bennett. They're number one and two centers. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Woes for Montreal get worse. Duran is out with a head injury day to day. Dvorak out uh, undisclosed day to day. They suck. Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse for that team. Doesn't even. I don't even know if that matters. They suck. Carey Price is supposed to come back. That might be a catalyst to change the season, turn the season around. Yeah. Carey Price comes back. Caulfield comes back with some confidence and some oomph. And some oomph. Yeah, I think that could be. Though that could be a nice, uh, nice catalyst to turn mm. around their season. But we'll see. Uh, the Ottawa Senators have four players out on COVID-19 protocol, but that kind of is like the story for a lot of teams around the league. Sidney Crosby still out for Pittsburgh. He played one game, maybe not even. San Jose. Wow, San Jose is getting rocked with COVID-19 Meyer, at the Carlson, Vlasic, LeBanc. Nito, all these guys are roster players for them. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the pandemic is still around. And although fans are back in the stadiums and teams are allowed to travel, it, it's it's still hitting some guys. Yeah, St. St. Louis, Louis has four. Krug, Sunkvist, Clifford, notable important guys out of the lineup right now. And yeah, Toronto Maple Leafs. Peter Mrazek pulled his groin. Expected to be out until at least the early December. I mean, give this guy some time to rest. He is. Yeah. He's injury prone. He barely played last season with Carolina with a thumb surgery and then maybe some groin stuff. But that's always scary with a goalie, groin stuff. So give this guy time to, yeah. to rest up. I mean, I, I don't know. Do they have to trade another third-round pick for David Riddick, or what do we have to? What do the Leafs have to do? I don't even think David Riddick's the answer here. But, yeah, if Mrazek's going to be a glass wall all year long, and, you know, maybe Justin Wall can just Justin Wall step up and just win a couple games here or there. Can Hutchinson win a game for the Leafs? That's kind of, I think that's going to be the question. Yeah, well, I think he can. Right? I just don't know if they can win, like, if that's who you're running if Campbell needs a week off. I don't know if they can mm. win three, yeah. three out of four games. I could think, No, definitely not. I think you could win half with it being like, all right, well, the forwards just played their ass off. But I think it's more likely that you go one and three or even zero oh and four. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's that's no good. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. It will be interesting. Ilya Mikheyev should be back from his thumb injury in the early December as well. So some good news for the Leafs in December, but we'll see how it goes. Until then, Pacioretty still out, Carlson is still out, and Stone are still out as well as Patrick and Zach Whitecloud now for the Vegas Golden Knights. They William are Carlson a bit of a, as well. Yeah, a bit of a wreck. And also, I mean, after, <coughs> we'll talk about this in a bit, but after acquiring Jack Hughes, he's now on their IR as well. Mo, Jack Eichel, yeah. I was I was going to wait for later. How about Van? There's a big list on Van. Brent Sutter, COVID, Tyler Montneck, Furland Head. I don't know who Keeper is, but he's got a leg problem. Highmore is undisclosed. Luke Shen, undisclosed. Everyone's. It's just uh, the injury season right now. Do you know when? I mean, Anthony Mantha from Washington is getting yeah. shoulder surgery back January second. That's rough. And Nick, at least Nicholas Backstrom is supposed to be back soon, and TJ Oshie is supposed to be back soon. That's 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 positive for them. And it sucks to see from Winnipeg Nikolai Ehlers. 
going day to day, just yeah. undisclosed. Yeah. It's it's just concerning because he's already had a slow start to the season. I bought high on him in a lot of fantasy teams, yeah. and it's just like, God, well, come on, man. No, yeah, yeah, it's un it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Slow start and then a kind of random injury. Maybe it's a personal thing. He'll be back in a day or two. We'll see how that goes. But also for Winnipeg, Paul Stastny and Mark Scheifele are out. So, you know, their team is looking slim, but uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Andrew Kopp seem to be getting it done. Yeah, I mean, it, they're kind of like Florida in this way, where Florida's missing Barkov and Bennett. Winnipeg's missing a whole host of characters as well. And they're still doing okay. They're winning games, so that's good to see. That that's everything for injuries. Yeah, that that's all the injuries that we got today. All right, let's scoot over to general notes. Jack Eichel now on the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean that they got him for Tuck, a first and a third. They get or in a second they get back a third. They also have to trade away Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs and another prospect. No, it was just Peyton Krebs, Tuck, and the two picks. For Eichel and the third. All right. I thought there was another guy. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure just them. Might might be just regardless. Guy, like that seems like a steal for Vegas, and everyone's concerned about the cap implications. I'm not really as a Leafs fan. I'm not concerned for the Vegas Golden Knights. They're D's. They're strong. Uh, I think they're okay to go through this bit of a rough patch while their best three forwards now are all injured for a significant period of time in Stone, Pacioretty, and Eichel. And I guess like their fourth one with Carlson as well. Um, it's been rough on Leonard, but he's been holding it up as best as he can. Yeah, I just think they're okay to go through this little rough patch. I think that their yeah. playoff spot is no longer guaranteed. I still think they're a contending team. And I think when everyone's back and healthy, watch out. They're going to be a wagon. Yeah, watch it be a, a Tampa from last year with Eichel hopping in over the cap at the end. That'd be interesting. It'd be really cool to see them make it to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I don't know if that'll happen because Eichel says he wants to play in the Olympics. Oh, right, so he'd have to be back before. Yeah, mm. so they can't pull a, they can't pull a Tampa no. unless like Pacioretty or Stone are still on IR, which I don't think the plan is. No. So I think, like, someone's got to move, as far as I know, and they'll probably, they'll be probably looking to their depth. They've, like, signed guys like Dadnov and... Is Yanmark there? Is he still there? Who's the guy that they Yanmark's got from? around. I feel like Smith. Who's the guy that got from Chicago? Yeah, Smith's going to run up this year, but <clears throat> I'm talking about for, like, this year right now. They need... Ah, uh, yeah, it'd be so. Yanmark, Dadnov. Smith's got that five mil cap hit, right? So it might yeah. make sense even to yeah. trade him if he's not producing as much as these other younger players that they recently signed. And then he's pretty much guaranteed odd man out on the bottom six. Well, I guess maybe Stevenson. Stevenson yeah. becomes the third line center, right? Yeah. We'll see how that goes, but it'll be interesting for for Vegas to navigate. Uh, Arizona got their first win against Seattle. These guys are 1-10-1. and one. I wouldn't expect too many more wins coming from them anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, congr congratulations. Yeah, big congrats. Uh, Edmonton Oilers going off. They are looking powerful. They look like they want to win. Leon Dreitzeidel is leading the league in points, which is odd. Why is Connor McDavid not? Oh, he's only one point behind him. Tied one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they play on different lines, folks. It's pretty crazy. Like Dreitzeidel is on is underrated. McDavid's really obviously the best player, but Dreitzeidel, like, I don't know. 
Maybe he's boosted from being mi- <laughs> whatever. He's good as fuck. Yeah, I know that his shooting, uh, <clears throat> his shooting percentage is really inflated right now. He's shooting like above thirty percent at the moment and not getting a lot of shots. So I don't expect his goals, uh, like the volume of goals that he's been getting, to be sustainable for a long time. But we'll see how that goes. He has shot above twenty percent once in his career. Yeah. That yeah. Either way, that team looks disgusting. I, I they if they're gonna make a run though they need a goalie I don't know if Smith and Koskinen is nah. the is the is the pair that you run so I think like if Chicago keeps having this really shitty season and it really turns out that they're not going anywhere like that seems like a pretty good pickup eh yeah Mark Andre Fleury yeah that'd be a great pickup to Edmonton. I think uh, to make it work, there'd have to be some cap holding, and but I mean Edmonton should be willing to pay the draft picks price yeah. or the prospects price because they got a a great roster that seems like they want to make a run. If they can offload like Turris and I don't know that Koskinen deal even Koskinen's been playing well, but I mean you get Mark Andre Fleury and this is a this is a different story. And Mark Andre Fleury's had a shit year so far, but. I want to blame Chicago more than him for for that. Yeah, it's a terrible environment. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of moving parts with that whole team, and the big pieces that they're relying on, like the two, their top two centers are a guy that's never played a t- top line center role, and in Eric Johnson, and a guy that's been out for like the past better part of a year. Yeah, and Johnny Taves. So it's just. Like, it was exciting, and it was optimistic to think about their off-season stories, but as everything comes out with the scandal and they're not winning games, it just it's a it's a shit environment. So I think Fleury <laughs> would thrive in a better spot, and I think Edmonton, with the kind of energy that they have, that might be good. Yeah, and Canadians love it when Canadian players come to play on Canadian teams, you know. So I, I feel like Fleury in any Canadian market, it would just absolutely blow up. They'd love him. The amount of flurry jerseys you'd see from Edmonton would be pretty nice. You heard it here first. Flurry to the Oilers. Before the deadline, no. Uh, What else is going on in the league? Fucking... Lucas Raymond. He's great. Yeah. Scores a lot of points. Takes a lot of shots. A lot of nice shots. Detroit seems like they can compete in games, which is something that we haven't seen for... uh, no, well, time. not much over the better, yeah, over the half def- decade or so. Yeah, they got Ronick and Sider on on defense, who are pretty pretty good offensively as well as defensively. And was Letty from the Islanders is a sick pickup. He's solid. He's a rock. So he's only solidifying. Yeah, you know, in front of the net for Nedeljkovic, who's a rock as well. And yeah, this team just got a lot of young pieces that are really coming into place now. You're, I think, like. You know how the four, there are these forwards from Tampa that just go around the league, and like they would have been like a third line, fourth line guy on Tampa, mm-hmm. but they go to this other team, and they're on, they're just in the top six guaranteed, and they get a big contract. Yeah, uh, Eric Johnson, Barkley Goudreau, Yanni Gord, uh, Yanni Gord, um, who is it? Blake Coleman. Yeah, Blake Coleman. And how about? How about the years before all this? JT Miller. JT Miller, that's a he was on the third line? Maybe even lower. Jesus. Well, think about all the guys that they have. They have so many guys. Yeah. <laughs> so 
It's like you get like Tampa Bay is just known for like breeding these really sick forwards. Yeah. And they, they just have a surplus that they sell to like keep on maintaining their, I guess, asset flow where they can keep on, you know, get more draft picks and produce better guys, whatever, whatever. But I think that the New York Islanders are that for defense. Yeah, it seems to be. Because you see Taves. They don't need Taves. He's a sick defense. Any team in the league would love to have Taves. And like, yeah, two seconds, no problem, Joe Sackick. Ships him off to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then they have to trade Letty so they don't just lose him because he's definitely going to get picked up in the expansion. Off to Detroit. Yeah. And he's like a top four guy in Detroit. And Taves is literally a top line guy on the avalanche. And then you look at the Islanders defense and they still have like six good guys and you're like wow well, where the hell are all these guys coming from Pelic, Pollock they got Dobson coming up now he's look, looking looking like a really promising young defense yeah yeah these guys it just never ends with this team so I think that's a interesting comparable the New York Islanders are are produce this the defense that uh the Lightning produce offense. Yeah. Zdeno Chara is a kind of a kind of a weird one to see in there. But I guess yeah. it fits with the team, you know. Yeah. yeah. The Trots strategy doesn't mean I guess it means he doesn't have to do too much work and mm-hmm. he's still big. Yeah, Troy Terry's really good. Oh, Troy Terry's sick. Troy Terry's really good. He's got an 11 uh, 11 game point streak. This is his breakout year. I could see him being a 60-plus point guy. I don't know um, if he's going to be an 80-point guy at the end of the year, but we'll see. Yeah, I, it's definitely a hot start. I feel like everybody around the league, is, or a lot of people around the league, are off to a hot start. And or a slow of, start. Yeah, or a slow start. Exactly, I was getting there. Um, but Terry, yeah, definitely seems like he could be a 60-point guy this year, if not more. Speaking of slow starts, we saw a real shitty slow start in Toronto. Uh, and that's kind of turned around. They won a bunch of games in the row. Marner's got 11 points in the past five games, including, like, some really high-tier goals that are just so Marner-esque. Yeah. And it's like he's found his game again. The spinorama goal in front of of Leonard uh, against Vegas, amazing. And the interception goal, I believe, against Detroit. Yeah, yeah, he gets the pass off the defense and then tucks it in. So sick and... It's good to see Matthew scoring some Matthew-esque goals with yeah. those one-timers as well as just, like, getting some random rebound being alone in front of the net. It's like, yeah, it seems like they're happy to be playing, and they've got their mojo again after being a little disappointed at the start of the year. Yeah, and once that top, uh, those top four guys started really producing, that's when the team started really winning. And the bottom six hasn't got a lot done in terms of production, but that bottom six looks really hard to play against. They get a lot of chances, so I expect they're going to be putting the in the back of the net soon and the Leafs are just going to be collecting wins but I don't know we'll see how it goes right the NHL is a wild one alright you want to move over to the OV watch yeah we'll move over quickly to OV watch Ovechkin had one goal last week for 10 goals through 11 games with 18 points ridiculous it's a total of 740 on his career he's one behind Brett Hall 26 behind Yager, 71 behind Howe, and 154 behind Gretzky at number one, meaning he's 155 away from being the NHL's all-time leading goal scorer with 895 goals. It's ridiculous. Ovechkin. Yeah, he's our guy. We hope to announce that on this podcast one day. 
Yeah, I, I, I hope to get through all of those. We've been watching for a while, Ovi. Oh, I've been watching since he yeah, since he came into the league. It's probably when I started watching the NHL. All right. Thanks for tuning in. If you got anything from this podcast, please consider subscribing. <clears throat> Tune in on Thursdays for our good uh, no wait, what's it called? Stream strategy, Stream strategy fantasy hockey podcast. On Thursdays, we release our weekend show for you to maximize the value in this upcoming weekend's NHL schedule. And on Sundays, we release an episode to prepare you for the week. So if you're in a fantasy, check that out. I think I already said this, but if you like this, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. Oh, rate. If you rate, that's really important. Rating would be really cool. Like a nice five. Okay. Damn, there's something else I've been meaning to say. But I forget. But it's whatever. Okay, take care, guys. Bye-bye.